Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 40 of Opposites React. Today is Wednesday, October 28th, and this is Tyler, of course, here with Sarah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so, how's your week been since we last spoke? Busy? Yeah. Yeah. Busy with what? <laughs> I don't know, just life, I guess. Not being stuck at home anymore, so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's kids, been nice. Kid is back to school, no more self-isolation for COVID. <laughs> I'm back to work as well in the office, and you're still here doing your thing. As I do. Uh, I know you've been playing 13 Sentinels quite a bit. Yep. How's that going? I beat it today. You beat it? Oh, what, like 30 hours or so? How long did it? 40. 40. And good, I assume? It was great. My story had me going the whole time. Near the end, though, I don't. I think I explained last week where it's kind of in two parts. There's the talking parts and the fighting parts. So I kind of did all the talking parts first, and then doing the fighting parts to. You had to do the fighting parts to unlock the end of the talking parts. <laughs> so I was like, well, I got halfway through all the fighting, and then I was like, I don't want to play this on normal anymore because I want to know the end of the story. So I moved down to casual, and I had a great time. <laughs> so yeah, the story was awesome. Um, lots of twists and turns. It was very fulfilling. A great sci-fi adventure. I assume you didn't get the platinum trophy. No, I'm close. I'm six trophies away. Yeah. Um, and it's just really clean up and making sure you get, you know, S rank on all the missions and stuff like that. So, yeah. It'll, I'll do it in a couple more days and say goodbye. <laughs> Next thing you're moving on to would be, um, is it, which one comes out first? Is it, is it Assassin's Creed Valhalla or is it Yakuza? Yakuza's first. Like a so I have ten, a little more than 10 days so I can see if I can beat something in between there. Cool. Animal Crossing is still good? Still keeping up with that? I wouldn't call it good. <laughs> it's there. I still play it every well, day. Well, a couple more days you get to do the get Jack. To see Jack. Yeah. And then, I don't know, usually it's the Harvest Festival next, I think. I'd... We have the guide. I don't know if it's... Well, the the, the events are separate. Kind of. They're um, Nintendo updates, really. So we don't know what's coming. I'll just assume it's Harvest. And there'll be mushrooms and such. As usual. But I could be wrong. You've been playing some Sumero Galaxy, haven't you? I did. I played yeah. it one day. <laughs> just one day? Cause I, well, because I hate the Joy-Cons. And our Joy-Cons broken. You have mm. to use the Joy-Cons for that game. And not our off-brand controller. So it's not fun when you have to use Mario... Who wants to go left all the time so <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> um cool i've been doing my usual you know um kind of the last week or so weaned off of um of mlb the show a little bit just because i've already sort of done everything pretty much for that for the current program until the new one drops this friday so i'm looking forward to that um because so interestingly enough this friday so 30th and there it'll be, it'll be the 10th inning program um for it will be the show and so as you know probably every inning program so far going back to the start of the year they've always had three bosses like yes. three cards to choose from you can choose one card once you hit the 300 stars on the program right well so last week they announced that the new program well apparently this is called you know on twitter it says hashtag griffy week so everybody knew it was gonna be griffy <laughs> so like okay cool but then they came out with interesting they said that is it different years of Griffey? Well, no. Everybody kind of assumed that you might there might be like three versions of Griffey and you yeah. get to pick one. But no, I'm pretty sure I, this has been 100 percent confirmed. But everything they're saying sort of leads me to believe that there is only one option. Oh, so just one like 99 Griffey card to, yeah, when you get to 300. There so, you go, everybody. 
Which makes sense because you would the because the problem is you you can't put out three versions of the same card in one program because even though you could potentially buy them all, you can only play one at a time. So why would you want? I mean, how different could the stats be? Different like, colored hair. <laughs> so I think it's kind of I mean, something at this point that there's like not really like a choice this time. But at the same time, everybody, including me, kind of already knew they were going to drop a 99 Griffey at some point. Yeah, I'm just glad they're doing it this way, and it's not like a BR reward or something like yeah, you have to pay people him. loving those right. So at least this is obtainable. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, it's also the end of the year, and people are starting to fall off of it, the game. So it's like, yeah, we'll give yeah. everybody this as a thank you for playing for so long. Exactly. Yep. Um, but the biggest thing I'm probably excited for in the next week or so uh, is so next when, when next Wednesday, which is weird because normally no, they don't usually announce normally like Apex that. updates stuff on Tuesdays, yeah. but next Wednesday, November fourth, is when they're dropping the new season. Is it midnight launch again, or they haven't said yet? Because last think, time it was midnight. Yeah, they haven't specified, but I, I would think it would be the same as that. So, yeah, so season seven will start next Wednesday. Uh, the new trailer came out today, which I showed you earlier. Yep. looks pretty cool. Um, it, it was the CG trailer. It's not the gameplay trailer. That'll, that'll come out a couple days before launch next week. But, um, yeah, the CG trailer is cool because it obviously introduces a new legend, which we already kind of knew about. Mm-hmm. But mainly the thing I'm really excited for is a new map. Yeah. Because we've had, I think... World's Edge came out in season three, I want to say. Three. That would have. That was after what? Crypto. crypto. Yeah, that was pretty sure. Yeah, okay. I'm so, sure so basically, so yeah, so we've had World's Edge for four seasons now, um, and Kings Canyon for well, well te- technically three seasons if you count season keep zero. It away and putting it back. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing people are gonna be disappointed about this time. Is obviously when they're introducing a new map this time, they are gonna take Kings Canyon out of the rotation again. Well, like when they did World's Edge, though, they they took out Kings Canyon for a long time. Yeah. So. and brought it back with some changes yeah. so but yeah no, definitely looking forward to that like I said I, uh, I've already maxed out the battle pass on the current season I think there's like five or six days left and you have enough um, coins to buy the next one? Oh yeah I got like 1100 coins I think you need 950 for the new season um yeah you know and of course every season you know I'm looking forward to the, the buffs and the uh weapon changes they're always right. changing the meta in some way right they, they've, they've teased they're introducing something called like something that's integrated into like the the menus in Apex, something called clubs. And from what uh, I understand, it sounds like it's a way to sort of group up with people of similar skills. Like, say, for example, you want to play ranked, um, but you want to play with a couple of randoms. Maybe you can like, like sync up with a couple of other silver people. And so it's, it's almost like having like a, like a, you know, like those like LFG, you know, like other sites yeah. out there where you can just like swap, swap gamer tags with people and add each other as friends lists. Like this sort of is like incorporating it into the game. So you don't have to right. go to those outside sources. But I don't know. It could be done well. We'll see. Yeah, let's see if people use it. There's been a lot of rumors that apparently, um, not at launch, obviously, but maybe closer to the holidays, they might bring back Solos mode mm. once in, people get situated with the new map and stuff. I want to see if they change crafting. Yeah, I, I think they could build on that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, so those are good. And actually, I've been playing, I, last night I played a little more East 8. I heard That's, you playing, yeah. I could tell by the not Apex or MLB music. <laughs> I know, eh? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's really, it's still doing really good, too. I really like the the they keep introducing different gameplay elements into it like Still? That, yeah good yeah so it's pretty cool uh like they introduced a thing yesterday where it's like i was doing i was you know just like exploring part of the story mission and then all of a sudden i got called back to like our camp our main base or our campsite and because like monsters were attacking and so now it's like oh they're introducing like waves so you have to like defend uh, like horde mode yeah like a horde <laughs> mode exactly right so that's kind of cool um so I do have a topic I want to talk about tonight. Um, before I do, though, I do want to get into, and I'll preface this beforehand for anybody who doesn't care or want to listen to this stuff, they can skip ahead. You can probably timestamp it once we get this thing posted. But um, 
since it's, since it's been dominating the news for like the last 24 hours pretty much um so last night was the i guess i'm gonna say spoilers who tapes stuff nowadays who tapes sporting <laughs> events it's not 20 PBR, years ago well, anybody who's not living under a rock probably already knows by now that the world series ended last night mlb world series uh the los angeles dodgers won it and they won game six um i think it was three to one pretty sure three to one was the final so. score um i stopped watching after like the sixth inning or whatever i'll get to that in a second because something happened that infuriated me and most of the viewership <laughs> unless you're a dodger fan but uh, uh so yeah, I mean, you know what? I'll, be, I'll say this. It was a very good very good World Series. Um, it was definitely memorable for several reasons. I mean, the games were all pretty close. I don't think there's any real blowouts. Um, there's some standout storylines, like that one guy that was just destroying it for Tampa who came out of nowhere this year, and Randy Arena, like this rookie who just he hit 10 home runs in the postseason, which is a new MLB record. Wow. Like even, even being like Barry Bonds and, and Carlos Beltran and all these other guys who had, you know, like prominent players right this guy's like a 24 year old rookie who came out of nowhere so um but the dodgers obviously too like the dodgers were the more talented team going into this series i think everybody expected the dodgers to win but the rays gave him a good fight i'll give yeah. them that um they definitely made him earn it um but i because I, I read a lot of comments today about like how like obviously anybody who's not really a dodgers fan is saying like oh like they should have an asterisk on this championship season because you know it wasn't a full season they only played 60 game regular season plus the expanded playoffs and stuff but I, I don't buy any of that because, I mean, like, yeah, like, okay, so there was no home field advantage in this case because they were playing on a neutral field in Texas. They weren't playing in L.A. or Tampa. Um, but, you know, I, I still think it's a valid championship. I want, I'm not going to take that away from the Dodgers. They've been they've been one of the best teams in MLB for the last five or six years. They've gotten close so many times. Yeah, you knew eventually they were going to win it. And I, I don't know. It's hard to say whether this was – if this was a full season or not, they probably still would have won it. I think, uh, it's, I think it's okay because everybody was on the same playing field. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like everybody played the sixty games, so mm-hmm. you all had the same equal chance to win. Yeah. Um, so the biggest controversy, well, there's two separate controversies in the last night game. There's one, two. yeah, well, one oh, related to the I game, know. one related to the game itself, and one that happened after the game, kind of. Um, I'll get into that now. So, basically, uh, so the and again, so so obviously the Dodgers had a three-two lead going into this series. So if they win, it's over. If the Rays won, they would have forced the game seven. So the Rays scored one run in the first. They got a home run in the first. I think it was a home run. They scored one run in the first inning. They went up one nothing, and then the Tampa pitcher Blake Snell was just dealing all game. They could not touch him. He was. I think he had by time he got to the sixth inning, he had nine strikeouts and only one hit allowed. Wow. And he he was only at like by the time he got into the sixth inning, I think he was only at like sixty five pitches. Wow. He was just cruising, right? And he's a young guy, so it's not like you know he could easily go the distance. But everybody knows it doesn't happen anymore in MLB. You know, <laughs> analytics. Thanks, analytics. Thanks. You know, I'm not gonna blame Moneyball, but let's just say Moneyball started this whole thing. So <laughs> Moneyball has good. It has pros and cons. Like the fact that a team like Tampa Bay could get to the World Series, having a bottom, they were in the bottom five mm-hmm. payrolls in the league, and the Dodgers were in the top five payrolls. You have a good, you know, diversity there, yep. showing that you can either spend a lot of money to win, or you can just not spend a lot of money, but still do good scouting and smart drafting, and still win that way too, right? So. But uh, anyways, so because biggest controversy that was blowing up social media last night was when the uh, Tampa Bay pitcher, who I just mentioned was cruising at this point, he, he did give up a base hit. He gave up a single, so they had a guy on first base with one out. And um, and at this point, the this is the big thing that I like. So at this point, the lineup had just switched over. So the number nine hitter got the hit against the pitcher. So now you're going back to the top of the order. So you have Mookie Betts coming back up to the plate. So the, the heart of the order is coming up, right? According to the Tampa Bay manager, he doesn't like when his pitchers face 
a lineup three times. Right. Yeah. Statistically, they found that that you know works against them. Although in this case, I did watch a good an- uh, analysis video earlier where someone mentioned that this particular pitcher who was pitching outside of Tampa actually does get better the third time through the order. <laughs> so he kind of bucked it's the trend. So if everybody's saying like, did the Tampa managers like read the data wrong or yeah. something? Like what happened here? But anyways, so. And the, and the interesting thing about this, too, is even though, yeah, okay, so the guy just gave up a base hit, the, the, the Tampa Bay pitcher, but at this point, so, so he's going to have two base hits in the game, both singles, and um, and the guy's coming up to the plate now, Mookie Betts, he can't hit lefties at all. Like, the Tampa pitcher was a lefty. Right. The, like, Mookie Betts, all season, has been crushing right-handed pitchers, and lefties is, like, the polar opposite. So not only are you going to pull a lefty pitcher out of the game who's been dominating the game at this point, pitching a shutout, basically, you're going to take him out at 73 pitches in the sixth inning of a World Series game. And you're going to bring in your guy from the bullpen. You're going to bring in a right-handed pitcher, which just goes against everything I just said about Mookie Betts, yeah. who mostly throws fastballs, which Mookie Betts crushes. And also, this Tampa Bay pitcher they brought in, this, which granted, the Tampa Bay relief pitcher, his name is Nick Anderson, he had a great regular season. He was like one of the best relief pitchers in all of baseball, but he had a really bad postseason. In fact, he'd given up he'd given up a run in his last six postseason appearances. Oh. So six in a row, you have a run, and you have a one nothing game in the World Series. You're thinking, hmm, okay, I wonder what's going to happen. So sure enough, this guy, and, and obviously, too, the Tampa pitcher that got pulled was not happy. Yeah. Right? And he's a young guy, too, so he's showing his emotion probably more than like a, a veteran guy would, yeah. let's say. That guy's probably, this guy's probably in his mid-20s, but... Anyway, so he gets pulled. They bring in the other guy, Anderson. And, of course, right away he gives up. He falls behind on the count to Mookie. Mookie hits a double down the line. So now you got guys in second and third with one out. Next guy at the plate, Anderson throws a wild pitch. Oh, man. Runner scores. Yeah. And then after that, I think it was another hit. Like an infield hit, runner scores. So now you got, now all of a sudden it goes from one nothing to 2-1 for the Dodgers. And they scored another run after that. And then, so 3-1 was your finals. That was, that was essentially the game right there. That whole decision... It's going to be second-guessed for, for months until whenever the new season starts, yeah. right? I mean, this is going to be the most second-guessed <laughs> managerial decision. It just, yeah, because, like, again, it just shows an over-reliance on analytics. Like, you know, old-school pitchers would never have pulled a guy with, at 73 pitches with pitching a shutout, you know, who was supposed to be probably pretty much your de facto ace of the rotation. Like, it's it's... Yeah, I mean, it, it got Tampa to this point. You can't really argue that. That's what they've been doing all year. If their theory all year has been they don't want a guy to face the order a third time, then you know they st- they stuck stuck to their guns and obviously it backfired on this time. But at some point, you got to use a little bit of common sense. And the thing that annoyed me too is like he didn't even the Tampa Bay manager Kevin Cash. He didn't even go out to the mound and talk to the pitcher and be like, "Hey, how you doing? You know, you want to just pull him." He literally just walk. He started walking out of the steps. He immediately signaled to the bullpen, just put his arm up, "Hey, bring this guy in." And you could tell the Tampa pitcher was in like frustrated right on the mound so anyways Dodgers won I mean the reality is even even if Snell finishes that inning and let's say the next thing they bring in the other guy it's not to say the same result wouldn't have happened like the Rays only scored one run in that game you're not going to win many postseason games by scoring one run they had to hit better they didn't so you know the Dodgers deserved it so now that was controversial number one that was number one <laughs> now that was going to be the talk for sure for like the rest for the next week or so yeah. but that got overshadowed very quickly by something much more dramatic which was that in the eighth inning, when the Dodgers are up 3-1 by this point. So somebody disappears. <laughs> in the eighth inning, uh, one of the Dodgers' best players in this postseason, Justin Turner, who I think is their third baseman, if I remember yeah. correctly, he uh, yeah, he he gets pulled out of the game. At the, first, at the time, nobody thought anything of it. They thought, oh, maybe it's a defensive substitution. Maybe the manager's pulling him out for a, I don't know, a faster player or something. Who knows what the reasoning was, right? They're already winning at this point. I don't even know if he was going to have another at-bat in the order anyway at that point in the eighth mm-hmm. inning. So, but... It's revealed shortly after the game that Turner, Justin Turner, got pulled because MLB notified the team that he had a COVID test come back positive. So they're like, get him out of the game immediately. Now, here's where the controversy comes in. Now, apparently, in the second inning, 
the, the MLB made the team aware that Turner had because I guess all the players probably get tested either the day before or the day of the game. You would think the day before. Yeah. Because it takes time so. to process the test. But let's just say they got tested the day before this game. Apparently, the two, uh, uh, in the second inning of last night's game, the Dodgers were notified that Turner's test came back inconclusive. So okay. they were going to test it again or do it more thorough. I don't know how it works. Exactly. We'll take this swab and we'll right. put it through again. I mean, so at this point, you think to yourself, okay, inconclusive is obviously you know for the sake of caution you would think take him out of the game eh, now again you could argue good you're not gonna take him well, out well the thing is you could argue this point too even if even if it was like even in the second inning, if they said hey he's positive take him out of the game at this point he's already been in the game he's probably already interacted with all of his teammates and some of the tampa players so at this point the damage probably already done but still you know could should could, should probably took him out now again here's where the controversy comes in so because all the people with the tinfoil hat theories they want to say mlb knew about this either before the game or right when the game started, but they didn't want to do anything about it because A, they didn't want to directly impact the game in case Turner, you know, was like the deciding run or something like that. Or B, I think they were, MLB was really hoping once they found out about this positive test, they're really hoping that the Dodgers were just going to win this game so that they wouldn't have to worry about a game seven. But then why would they say it in the eighth inning and take him out? Why not just wait till the end of the game? Because now it's a huge thing. Yeah. Like if it was MLB, I would have, waited until all the celebrations happen because yeah, you already I, know the damage is done. I don't know who exactly gives the directives, like who passes information on the Dodgers, how they found out, but like I said, essentially at that point, so, so here's where the problem comes in. Okay, so he's, he gets pulled out of the game, but right away, uh, MLB security and people like at the stadium are telling him like, you have to go self-isolate right now. Like, you have to obviously, you know, because we're going to have to test everybody now after the, yeah. after the game or tomorrow and everybody's going to, it's going to put a huge it's a huge just cloud of uncertainty over everything because now like the team can't really travel back home with their families and stuff because they all yeah. probably got to self-isolate and or both gotta, teams I'm right sure. um so anyways he gets pulled out of the game the eighth dodgers end up winning the game okay now at the end of the game of course players are all celebrating on the field as, as is normal everybody's carrying the trophy around everybody's taking photos posing with the trophy posing with the, like a big team photo on the field that type of thing so turner turner against and then we'll be put out a statement today to verify this and we'll be against uh protocol against the agreed protocol and against MLB security's wishes came back out on the field he basically just defied them said no I'm coming back out to celebrate with my team I earned this I want to be out here and most of his teammates there's a couple who you could tell looked a little uncomfortable because of course everybody's running around hugging each other and like you know jumping all over each other and Turner was hugging some people and at this point Turner did come back out with a mask on which again you could argue the damage is already done if he's already been around his teammates all day in the dugout and stuff for all you know they could all be breathing in anyway but he came back out with a mask on probably for appearance's sake a couple times he hugged some of his teammates you could tell they're kind of like eh, shying away a yeah. bit like because here's the thing here's my here's my problem with it. okay so turn goes back on the field against all yep. protocols he's been told and logic really and law and common sense <laughs> like so but again i mean for, for all he knows he's probably thinking i can't exactly say what he's thinking i'm not gonna put words in his head but like he might be thinking well for all i know that could be like a false positive test like if it came back inconclusive the first time and now they're saying it's positive well, a very selfish answer but right but he could be thinking oh maybe it's false positive right so he came back out and here's what my problem is so when he, has, he comes back out wearing the mask and then when they started when it came time to start posing for photos and stuff he takes the mask off mm. and <laughs> so defeats the purpose so there's two main problems here so because when, when, when the teams are all obviously trying to like you're sitting shoulder to shoulder yeah. you're like leaning you're, you're you're laying over each other trying to yeah. take this team photo because you're trying to fit like 30 people into one yeah. photo <clears throat> so they're all sitting within like a foot of each other justin turner without a mask on is sitting right next to his manager who is, I don't know, probably in his 60s, early 60s, maybe late 50s, I don't know, late 50s, early 60s. But Dave Roberts, the manager, is a is a uh, cancer survivor. <laughs> like, the man probably has a compromised immune system already. He's beaten cancer before. 
and you're gonna sit and Roberts even after the game he said when people were asking about it he said oh it's okay like yeah we sat next to each other but I didn't touch him Uh, (laughs) like that's not how it works (laughs) so whatever and there's another team there's another player on the Dodgers too uh they're one of their relief pitchers Kenley Jansen who has a heart condition who has it's been known for years he's had heart problems and I'm like so Turner's just going around without a mask on now like sitting next to his teammates hugging his teammates you have everybody knows this too in the World Series uh when everybody when everybody's celebrating on the field a lot of players have their families there so you have kids on the field you have pregnant women on the field (laughs) Like everybody now, all, you know, now your exposure has gone from a team of thirty players plus staff or whatever to possibly probably over a hundred when you factor in all the families and, and and media that are on the field interviewing everybody. And I'm like, so th- it, it just you know, I get I get it. I'm not gonna throw Turner under the bus completely and say I got I. Yes, it was a selfish act, and everybody on social media wants to destroy him. I agree with most of it. I will say it was. I mean. He's going to have to own up to something. Whether MLB punishes him, they're going to investigate. Obviously, I don't know what that's going to entail. I can't see but what they're going to punish him with, though. I understand why he wants to be out there. Look, the guy, the Dodgers have not won a World Series since, hadn't, hadn't won a World Series since last since night. I was born. Since 89. So 88. No, it was 89. Was it 89? It's over 30 it's years. It's over 30 years. No, it's, put it that I way. heard 32. It's been 32 years since they won. Okay, sure. I thought it was, I 89. I thought it was 89, but I could be wrong. So <clears throat> it's over 30 years. So in this case, most of the players on the Dodgers hadn't even been born the last time the team won a championship. Yes. Um, I think Turner's a little older now, so Turner probably... But Turner grew up, like, you know... he Turner is, like, one of the guys who is associated... He's, like, he's like almost the face of the franchise for the yeah. Dodgers, right? He's been there for, I don't know how many years. Less than a decade, but let's say maybe, like, 70 years, something like that. And he's he's been a very important part of that team. And, he's, you know, and I understand why he wants to be out there. I really do. Like, you know, he, this might be the only time in his career he actually gets to win this World Championship. And he obviously wants to celebrate with his teammates and stuff. And like I said, he might be thinking the same thing I mentioned earlier, which is that wow, the damage is probably already done. If I already, if I am positive, they probably already have it anyway. Like what difference does it make, right? But who knows what he's thinking? But uh, it's a bad look for MLB, is all I'm going to say. Because everybody's going to say that if they knew about this beforehand and didn't do anything about it till the eighth inning, or if they, or even if they didn't know, but like their 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 procedure had to have been better for this all season. You can't. How do you how are you getting test results in the middle of a World Series game? <laughs> Like, well, I'm still <laughs> so curious though because they're in the bubble. They're in the playoff bubble. No, there was no positive test until since they were in this bubble. Well, Where did it come from? Everybody's going to speculate too that you know the World Series. Obviously, well, ever since I think the second round of the playoffs, there's been fans at these games. Yeah, but you're not interacting with them. No, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, who, know, who knows how airborne the thing gets? I have no idea. Like, they're playing. But nobody else, like, in the NHL, nobody got it when they were in the bubble. Yeah. Nobody else got it in the MLB bubble yeah. except this one person. I mean, it's possible Turner got it from somebody at the team hotel. Like, who knows? It could have been anything. He could have got, out for, got, a, he could have got delivery food and delivery driver. Yeah, gave that's him, the only like, thing I can think yeah, of. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying Turner willfully went out and got it. No, I'm and, just and, saying. And honestly, who knows? It's, it's, very, it's very possible that a couple of days from now, they might. Who knows? Maybe they could. Maybe they will come out and say, "Oh, it was a false positive." But Sorry, still, the but damage is still done. Of course, the problem is like for me, it, it just it. What should have been a happy celebration for everybody last night, it put a huge shadow over everything, yeah. and it's all anybody's going to talk about for the next week or so now. I remember getting the notification last night, of, like Dodgers win, <laughs> and then like five more notifications about like, oh, COVID, 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 COVID. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, well, and, it, and a lot of people are saying this is this is this not the perfect way to just cap off. Because this essentially would be the last major sporting event of 2020. Because obviously oh, yeah, football yeah. still on right now, but that's not going to be Super Bowls over until next year in February, February or whatever. So this is like the last major sports championship of the year. So everybody says this is not a fitting way to cap off 2020 with a COVID controversy. <laughs> like, come on, it's yep. just up here, right? I mean, 
But MLB. You wonder why they won't let the Raptors <laughs> hang out in yeah. in Canada and Blue Jays and stuff. It's like, know. yeah. It, it's a bad look for MLB. It's really going to damage their reputation with the Players Association. And going forward, and if they want to start up a new season again in March or whenever they would normally start out, I think they're going to have a hard time selling teams and selling, um, like, indiv- even individual states on being like, yeah, let's, let's open back up for business and stuff. Oh, people will forget fans by March. Of fans at full capacity. Uh, who knows? We don't have crystal ball. We don't know no, what it's going to look like. True. But yeah, it's just it's an unfortunate way to end this in the MLB season because yeah. the playoffs for the most part have gone pretty smooth. Yeah. Um, it's a damper for sure. It is a damper, and I do. You just hope that obviously, you no. Know, if Turner is indeed positive, you hope that obviously nobody that he interacted with that day. Yeah, they're not going to know for a few days. Cause I know, right? Until like but, five days. Man, I don't know. It's it's unfortunate, but it's a reality of sports in 2020. It really yeah. has to be. And unfortunately, most people don't take it seriously enough still, you know, like it's, it's a reality. But anyways, yeah, that's, I was just thinking because you said inconclusive and in Canada, if you're inconclusive, you stay home still mm-hmm. like you act as if you do have it because they couldn't find an answer. So, yeah, it's just all around. Poo-poo. Yeah. I'll, okay, I'm going to stop talking I'm gonna about say, that I'm going to say, are you happy with your rant now? <laughs> you yeah. get it off your chest? <laughs> well, it's not so much a rant. Like I said, I... I'm more. I'm still more ranting about the whole Blake Snell thing. Like, how do you pull a pitcher well, who's sure, pitching a I'm shutout? I'm sure the manager of Tampa Bay is happy that not all the heat uh, like, is on him today. A, a lot of people are, maybe even Tampa fans. A lot of people are saying like the damn manager should get fired. I'm like that's a bit uh, of a ridiculous reaction. I mean, he took him to the World Series. Yeah. Like a team that like they they won that division. They they beat the Yankees in that division. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, which is another superpower. money, money, money. Yeah. No, Tampa's fine. It was a bad decision. It happens all the time. So. And Tampa's like a good man. Tampa's a good enough good enough team. They got enough young talent. They're they the best they, underdogs. They can get back there again. So my list for this week. And I'll keep this short because I did talk about the baseball stuff a lot more than I intended to. <laughs> you have feels for it. It's like yeah. you love baseball. Like I wasn't really into the Stanley Cup this year. I wasn't really into no. the NBA finals. Like I followed them, but for uh, baseball, I was definitely following. I was watching most of those games for sure. I was yeah. very in- invested. So the you know it, I'm picking yeah. up what you're putting down. Yeah. Anyways, let's go to our... I have a film topic here for the week. Short one. And most of these you can probably get some feedback on too. My, I didn't really have a specific title written down on my notes here for this list, but if I had to title it or give a, give you an idea of what the, the topic is going to be, I would say it's characters. Characters from films that are just... Like, they're acted so well that you, you can't help but hate them. Like, they, they're playing... Huh. I'm not talking about straight-up villains. Like most, Some of these are villains on this list, but I'm talking about, like, maybe just characters in films that just... Like um, Percy from Green Mile. And he's on the list. Yeah, yeah. that's a perfect okay. example of an actor He's playing. not really the villain. No, but, but you just hate, hate his character. Him. You hate him oh. so much. And it's a testament to the actor doing a good job making you hate him, but also to just the characters, the way the character's written itself. Yeah. So I don't have a specific order to this list. I just kind of right, wrote what came one. to mind. <laughs> you did mention one, but we'll talk about it in a minute. Okay. So first one on my list here I have is, um, and I know, I know you've, it's one of my favorite movies from like the last uh, 20 years or so, but, uh, and you've probably seen or at least listened to it before because it's on TV seemingly every other week, but uh, <laughs> Wedding Crashers. Okay. I'm talking about the, the, remember the character Bradley Cooper plays? No. So he plays Rachel McAdams' boyfriend in the movie yes. and he plays the, he's just a total jerk the whole movie. There's the, there's that infamous everybody who's watching a movie knows like there's that scene where they're playing football they're playing like yeah. pick up football in the yard and he just keeps like just destroying Vince Vaughn <laughs> and uh, so yeah Cooper Cooper's character is such a slime ball in this movie um and he just you really love to hate him like he's at the, as the movie progresses and it gets it kind of climaxes at the end when like 
Owen Wilson's spoilers for anybody hasn't seen Wedding Crash. I think it came out 15 years ago. Spoilers yeah. for, for, for oh a comedy. Like, come on. So at the end of the movie, like, Owen Wilson's kind of like crashing this wedding to, it's not even Rachel McAdams' wedding. Her sister's the one getting married, but she's just, she's just a bride, bridesmaid. But Owen Wilson kind of crashes wedding, professes love for Rachel McAdams. Cooper's character, like, stands up and kind of, like, threatens to kick his butt again, which he did earlier in the film. And McAdams kind of stands up for, like, Owen oh, and says, like, I'm leaving you. So it says to Cooper's character, she's going to leave him or whatever, right? And then um, at this point, like, Christopher Walken, who plays McAdams' dad in the movie, I think he's like the Secretary of Defense, or he's some, some political position he has in the movie. But so he's like a powerful guy, and so he stands up and defends his daughter too. And Bradley Cooper basically tells him, like, swears at him, tells him off or whatever, right? And then um, eventually Cooper like kind of charges at Wilson, like he's gonna like attack him, and then Vince Vaughn just steps in and clocks him, like one shots him. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to end the film for a character you just love to hate, and you just, like because. Uh, and that was early on in Cooper's career too. It was yeah. 05. Like he's come, he's come a long way since then, doing a lot of other roles. But yeah, that was one of the first roles. Even when you go back and watch that movie now, and you're like, "Hey, that's Bradley Cooper." But you're like, "Oh man, he plays such a jerk in this movie. I just <laughs> want to punch him in the face." But that's a good one. Um, next one I have on the list is um, you, you must have, you've seen Happy Gilmore. Oh, many times. Yes. Okay, so okay. Sh- Shooter McGavin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Gilmore oh. sort of rival in the movie, and he, he's another good actor too. Um, yeah, he's you, you hate his character so much in the movie too. He's just always. Whether he's just being mean to Happy Gilmore or just being like sort of misogynistic and crude to everybody. Mm-hmm. And he gets his comeuppance in, in, in the movie too when he actually gets he gets chased down. I don't know if you remember, he gets chased down at the end of the time. He kind of like steals, Happy Gilmore wins the final championship and and the shooting we have like steals his gold jacket and kind of like runs away with it. And yeah. they're like the, 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 the huge guy, like yeah, the seven heard, foot guy. I was thinking of so him. It, the actor's name is Richard Keel. He's okay. the one who played, he played Jaws in the old Bond films back in like the oh, 70s. Oh, wow. So okay. he's, he's like starts chasing down and right yeah, and all, 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 and all, all he hears always like punches off screen. He's just like beating, like, beating the tar out of him. But I believe that belongs to Mr. Gilmore. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. yeah. Definitely another like, slime ball character in that movie that you just hate. Um, next one I had on the list was one you already mentioned, which is Percy Wetmore from the Green Mile. Yeah, uh, I believe the actor's name who played him was Doug Hutchison. You don't see him in a lot of stuff anymore. He did a lot of stuff in the '90s and 2000s. He's probably pretty much out of acting at this point, I think. But yeah, he was always good at playing those characters you just hated. Probably encapsulated no more than this character. Though Percy was from the first time he's on screen to the end when he gets his comeuppance. I won't spoil that though; it's a big moment in the movie. But Percy does get his comeuppance a couple times in the movie, but. Well, the one time they stuff him in the room. Remember, they put him in the street jacket yeah. and stuff him in the room. And then... I remember that, but I think you already spoiled the ending like two weeks ago. So, <laughs> Or spoiled Whoa. what happens to him two weeks ago. Did I? Yeah, I think Maybe so. I did. Maybe I did. Okay. <laughs> but in any case, yeah, he's he definitely... In case you forgot two weeks ago. And again, ago. I, I, haven't, I haven't read the novel, but I would imagine... I, I, would. I would imagine the novel he's pretty much as hated. Like the, I'm, sure, I'm, sure the way Stephen, I'm sure the way Stephen King wrote him was, <laughs> was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, he plays a typical like Stephen King bully character, but as an adult, like usually in Stephen King's movie or books, he has a lot of like teenage bullying going on and stuff. Like, like kids get bullied and stuff. That's a big motif, motif for him. Books. But in this one, you definitely have like an adult bullying, like the prisoners and stuff. Yeah. Um. Next, one I have on the list. Do you remember remember that movie, The Mist? Yes. Came out in 07, I think it was. Yes. I've referenced it probably We've a, about a couple times, times before on this podcast. Yeah. Do you remember? So when they're stuck in the supermarket, everybody's stuck in the supermarket when yeah. the, in the line. Do you remember the one the one religious character in the film? There was a woman. Mildly. Her name was Mrs. Carmody, I believe. Okay. And she would always be spouting like end of days. Like this is like, you know, the Lord's going to punish everybody. Right, and yes. But she was just evil because like she, well, she was mean to everybody in, in the in the movie anyways. But then especially because she sort of like turns this whole mob against a couple of the soldiers that were there because, you know, they were sort of indirectly responsible for all these monsters coming and attacking. Mm. So then the mob kind of like lynches, like kills one of these soldiers really viciously. And she's sort of responsible for inciting this like violence and, right. and mob mentality. So she sort of gets her comeuppance to at the end of the film. I won't spoil how, but all these characters do. Sounds that's like a, Atua. 
Yeah. <laughs> Angie? But no. Yes. But she, and she, I think Marsha Gay Harden was the actress's name. Is the actress's name. She's not, <laughs> not passed away or anything. She is the actress. Um, yeah, she does a really good job making you really want to see. Even as, like, because this is the only, this is the only, no, sorry, not the only. This is the first female I'm going to mention on this list. I have another one to mention too, but most of the characters on this list are, are male actors. But in this case, even though it's a woman, you just want to, you know, <laughs> and in, in the case, in this case, in the movie, thankfully they, they just so it doesn't seem like misogynistic someone does walk up and like slap her in the face and it's another woman character in the film just oh, like okay. kind of like puts her, puts her in her place it's like some dude walks up and clocks her yeah but if one of the female characters walks up and like slaps her and just you know shut your mouth kind of thing <laughs> but um next one one of my favorite ones on this list um especially because he's a great actor although this is one of his earlier roles so from going back 20 years to gladiator the russell crowe okay. film the walking phoenix his role as commodus which I is like the him being mean. Oh, he's so mean in this movie. Uh, I've never seen yeah. Gladiator. I mean, basically, minor spoilers. I mean, this movie is freaking twenty years old. You have to have seen Gladiator by now. But it, it, early, I didn't. early on in the film, Commodus kills his father because um, he sort of wants to become emperor of Rome or whatever. I think it's emperor is the title. But anyway, um, take over for Rome. So take over for Rome. And at the end of the film, like you know, Joaquin's character, he, he does a lot of bad things in the film. Treats his sister poorly and her son, and, and especially to well, Russell, he, okay, to Russell Crowe's character. Joker, so you know, yeah. I can no. believe it now. He's, he's definitely, yeah. Like he's probably one of my favorite actors nowadays. He's so talented walking Walking Phoenix, but in this movie, and like I said, this was 20 years ago, one of his earlier roles, he was great at making you really want to hate him in this movie. Yeah, so like, Walking Phoenix was great. Uh, last one on the list I'll mention. <laughs> um, and you'll definitely have some feedback for this one, I think. Um, prof- uh, yeah, Professor Umbridge from the Harry Potter films. Um, ugh. Del- is it Dolores Umbridge? Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. How many films was she in? One. Just the one? Well, or? she comes later on as like... Um, higher up in the she's most ministry. prominent in, in what the fifth one yes okay the fifth yeah. one yeah um yeah she's definitely yeah she does the, she's horrible in the books too she's worse she? in the books okay really worse. yeah Ugh. yeah but in the movies definitely I, I didn't have the context of reading the books but even when i saw her in the movie i was like man she's terrible you know <laughs> just she does such a good job making that i think amelda staunton is the actress's name um but yeah she does a great job playing that role you should read the book and yeah. you really hate her yeah that's my short list of actors the characters you hate in movies but and all of them get some form of comeuppance i'm not saying that they all die per se but they all get some form of comeuppance yes from the main characters usually um yeah so that's my list <laughs> um i have a lot more topics for next week obviously and we're getting more getting more gaming stuff next no, week too next obviously next week is but, extra life too so it's like oh that's yeah, so much busy week next week oh, yep. all right <laughs> well let's wrap it up um uh yeah, I don't don't really think I have anything special planned. I mean, this weekend I'll probably be playing a lot of MLB because a new program will be coming out. Apex will be next week, yeah, obviously. you got to do as much as you can before Apex. Right. Well, then you have all extra life to play both of those. So. True, true. I will not see you. <laughs> all right, well, uh, we will leave you tonight, and I hope everybody stays safe out there. Uh, and we'll be back next week, same time. Boys. Bye. Bye.